You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in in everyday everyday life. Hey, everybody, and welcome to InfoQuench. On this exciting episode, we are going to be talking about what we are currently watching or what we have recently watched on Netflix. We love our Netflix. We do love our Netflix. And you, you know what we will end up doing is we'll end up just watching a show and we'll watch it pretty much religiously until it's done, until it's over. Because yes. we want to know how it ends. We love binge watching. We do love binge watching. And it's probably not healthy because it's, you, know, you don't want to be sitting on the couch for hours just watching television. But some of these shows are so good. And some of them are so bad that they're worth watching. You know what? Maybe they'll come out with a new study that'll say, you know what? Binge watching is great. It's so healthy. That's it's right. good for your mental health. If you're binge watching, you're going to live until you're 250. That's right, because your mind will just be in like a little bit of a semi-comatose state of binge-watching bliss. It's uh, why do we why let let's talk about that for a second. Why do we binge-watch shows in in general? Why do we do it? I think it's because it's television, whether you want to admit it or not, is a bit of an escape, right? It is. It's a mental escape. When you're watching something, you're focused so much on that fictional or well whatever it is the the story that is not your own right that you can if you have anything going on in your own life you just leave that behind for a little bit and delve into sometimes though when you're watching a show you can watch the characters or the situations that are happening in a particular show and 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 adopt it to your own life you say well you know you're watching some you know some show that's way out of your lifestyle and you're like oh so that's how those people live Oh, yes. You know? I think you're... Uh, and when you say those people, are you talking about the real housewives? Uh, well, I... They they live quite extravagantly. They do. Uh, that From what I've seen. I want to do a future episode just on reality TV because that is my personal... Uh, yeah. Yes. Guilty pleasure. But it's not guilty because you're sharing it with the world right now. Oh, uh, yeah. I, it's well, not you know guilty. what? I've dropped the guilt. I know that's the, that's what I mean. There's, you don't, what what is there to be guilty about? It, it's it, for whatever reason. I think that there is a big portion of the population that feels that reality TV is just that lower version of television. It, Although it's the majority of television now, you know, Survivor. I think was probably one of the first first reality really, shows. No question. And people didn't. They weren't embarrassed about watching Survivor. But then when more and more reality TV came out. Uh, Jersey Shore, all of a sudden there became a bit of a stigma around well, people I know, watching it. I know someone who shall remain, you know, nameless, uh, who who loves who to who watch who me. loves to watch Big Brother, but uh, scoffs at any other any other show. You know, well, what are you doing watching this garbage? Well, what are you doing watching your garbage? Everybody's watching garbage we are really judgy we're judgy about what people watch i don't know why who cares i actually know somebody who pays and subscribes to the big brother feed you can pay and watch the 24 7 feed and you just watch these people you don't know live their lives in in the hopes of finding out their strategy for the upcoming show it's just the ultimate in voyeurism isn't it I guess so. I, I I don't know. And escapism. No question is escapism. Because really, I mean, let's be honest. You know, all reality shows, that all, almost all, I guess that, that's a pretty broad statement, but it's a waste of time. 
It, it is wasting time. Is it a waste but, of but time? But enjoying it at the same time. Why is it more, why is that a waste of time? But for instance, listening to classical music isn't a waste of time. Well, I don't know. I just find that when you're watching, what are you getting from it? What are you getting from watching uh, reality programming on television? Like, what do you leave with nothing but entertainment, correct? Well, sometimes I learn things. What do you learn? Tell me. Well, I I want to know, because I don't learn anything from these shows. Maybe some beautiful islands I'd like to visit. Yet I watch them, but I don't... I, <laughs> I don't learn a single thing. So, really, in that respect is what I'm talking about. It's a waste of time. It's uh, a waste of time. I don't, I don't view it that way. It's entertaining, but, but life, it's a waste of time. Life is a, a, about pleasure, too, and entertainment, so... Defining waste of time. If you don't, if you, I guess if you don't have to learn things in order to really enjoy a program, it's like it, it's like if you're reading but, a certain book, like if you're reading Danielle Steele, is that a waste of time? But if you're reading a classic, though, that's time well spent. I don't know. I feel like we're just too judgy. Well, I know, I know. Uh, that's just my personal. Like this is what I feel like when I'm watching these shows. I'm thinking, wow, why the heck? Am I watching this show? Because I feel like it's it's a bit of a waste of time. <laughs> really? Because it doesn't change my life for the better in any way whatsoever. As, Do you know? I don't Ex- aside from the fact that you watch these rich people just do like extravagant things that you would never be able to do, like take private jets and like and spend money like it's out of going out of style where there's a there's a, a world where well, 99% of the people don't live like that. So you're just a voyeur. You brought that up earlier. and That's the way I feel about it when I'm watching it. I can't speak for anybody else. I guess I see if you get enjoyment out of it, it, it really just it isn't a waste of time. I, right. I mean, that's what life's about. It's about you know doing things that give you pleasure, give you enjoyment. And if reality TV does it, if reading yeah. Danielle Steele does it, if listening to bad music does it, right? <laughs> then you know, so be it. Yeah. Everybody has their own preference and stuff, and I'm not I'm not watching these programs with like a gun to my head or anything. I'm doing it willingly, but at the same time, I still I still truly feel like I don't learn anything. Unless one thing that I do enjoy doing is dissecting as to how they put these shows together. While I'm watching, I kind of find that interesting. How do they? What is scripted? What isn't? You know. Yeah, I, I also think about that when I'm watching them. Something interesting that you just said, though, was that I don't learn anything from it. So you're not seeing you're seeing it as a waste of time. Think, right. And I'm wondering wh- where it's ingrained in us or how that becomes, you know, a value that we hold that we have to learn something for it to be. A- it can be mindless watching and not really ever have any expectation of learning anything. But personally, I would rather learn something you know when I'm watching for example a hockey game I'll see I'll learn something every game I'll like I'll see how the referees called a certain call or something or you know why that was a goal and why it wasn't a goal but what does that do that's 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 pointless too for me well, I mean, you know? people spend hours watching <laughs> fictional movies. In am the I movie like a theater. am I like a television anarchist who like watches television? <laughs> if you went to the theater and watched a Broadway show, yeah. Is that, what are you learning from that? And how is that different? Well, there's a lot of, it depends on what you want to pay attention to learn about, right? You you can learn how the show is put together. Just like I, I mentioned with the reality shows, it's interesting to me to see, okay, well, 
how did they like you know when when you're watching these particular shows i'll just do a little a little aside like when they're looking out a window longingly and stuff in it and we're meant to be oh we are in that room and and we're just oh we're just like just happen to be there at this special moment whereas it took it took like hours of production to do that and it was like no 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 you're too close to the window move back okay all right it's all sort of scripted and it just I don't know what it is about it, but it just bothers me. You know, I don't know. I think we need to do a little bit more of a deep dive on another episode just around why this bothers you. Okay, let's do it. And around around reality TV in general. Reality and maybe TV. why certain things qualify as being time well wasted spent or and not. well wasted. Right. It was at A&E. A&E was always time, time well, well, well wasted. wasted. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I just I feel like a lot of people harbor guilt around this. I know even bringing up conversations of if I mention 90 Day Fiance, some people out there will know exactly what I mean. And some people, people will cringe and go, no. Well, I think probably if they know what I mean, they're watching it. So in secretly, they want to talk about it. And, and, right. And the, you know, but other people might. That yeah, happened like to you said, tonight with my sister when you guys realized that you have that, you know, that Yeah, we connection. watched a whole group of shows that were. So then all of a sudden, that was a good conversation. That was, that was really interesting to watch. Because <laughs> you guys were, you were like, whoa, we can talk about this stuff. It's almost like you were the handmaid's tale. You know, you just had these secrets that you had to share. I don't even know if that's true. Like, I don't know. If, I haven't read the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe like, like you had the this, reality TV version. Ha- I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, the, the Handmaid's Tale, The Bachelor season four, whatever. Let's talk a little bit about some of the shows we've watched recently on Netflix, and uh, we'll give you our quick take on them. And maybe you want to check them out, or if uh, you have any of your own comments or reviews, we'd love to hear from you on some of our social media. Uh, yes, either on on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. We watched a couple of comedy specials recently we watched them tonight yeah, yeah so uh amy schumer which what, what was the comedy special called that one's called growing growing because she's, she's pregnant. pregnant right and amy schumer's an interesting it, it, she was actually this particular special was recommended to us uh by friends and i had a bit of a not a hate on that's a strong word but I didn't really uh, want to. I know where you're going. I, is well, it because she's she supposedly stole those jokes? Yeah, she. So there was a, a a thing going on online, probably a year or so back, where she had stolen a lot of her material. So yeah. they would show clips of other comics doing the joke, and then they would show her doing the same joke, and that really rubbed me the wrong way to the point that I didn't have any interest in watching her. Me too. And uh, our, our friend's argument was that, you know, well, a lot of jokes, well, I guess a lot of a lot of that joke theft. Everything's happened. recycled. It's Music, comedy, dance, whatever. So I, I decided to give her another try and I'm happy I did. I really enjoyed this one. It was uh, hopefully it was original material. It seemed to really. I hope so, too, <laughs> as well. Yeah. You never know. It seemed to be specific to her situation about her current pregnancy, about her husband, her personal life. Her uh, she pulled no punches. Really, it was very raw. It was, and it was crass. You expect a little bit of that from Schumer. I mean, she that's she's known for that. Uh, She puts herself out there, and I have a lot of admiration for that. No question. She actually pulls up her dress. (laughs) I mean, spoiler alert, but she actually pulls up her dress at one point. So uh, you know, and. She she's just comfortable yeah. in her own skin. Yeah, and I think I, I can. Admire I find her that. funny. I find her funny. She has very good 
like overall, I feel she has some great jokes. Sometimes her delivery, I'm not a really, I'm not a big fan of. Whereas the other special we watched, uh, Gaffigan, I, I love his delivery. He goes back to old jokes and stuff. And I guess actually, Amy Schumer did that as well. But I, I don't know. I don't. I just didn't find her as funny as Gaffigan. Let's just say she's a little bit more in your face. She is. And it's, and she does go a little bit for the shock humor. Yeah. But she also. Uh, has some depth to it too you know when she talked you know basically alluded a bit to the me too movement yeah she talked about uh you know her arrest around brett kavanaugh's uh confirmation and it's just it's interesting too given who her father is i know he's a he's a a a very high uh sitting uh democratic guy in the house i do believe Yes. So, uh, yeah. So her her father's a a Democrat in in American politics. So it must be an interesting conversation around the family dinner table Thanksgiving about her comedy specials and her commentary on, I, on I politics would, and how that reflects on him. I, I would guess that they probably don't even discuss it because it's so. Although who who knows? Maybe she has a very very open uh, family. So I mean, o- overall, I enjoyed her special. I think it was. Yeah, you know, like I said, it was. It's a bit crass. It's a bit in your face, but there's some powerful messaging there too, and it didn't feel like the the jokes were stolen. Like I said, it seemed no. a little bit no, more I, authentic. I agree. Yeah, um, a little bit more personable. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I think if you uh, if if you were put off by that whole stealing jokes news uh, cycle that went on a while back, yeah, maybe give her another another try yeah i give her another try why not the other comic that we watched tonight uh we've watched a lot of well i think all of his specials on netflix we've watched is jim gaffigan he is funny and he has the same sort of delivery he does this thing where he talks to himself like he talks for the audience right or like almost like in a third person and you would think it would get old you really do you would you would think oh well yeah what do you mean, Jim? Like the way he does that. It's, yes. I mean, it's, it's still kind of funny. It's still funny. And, and he, he has, doesn't overdo it. He just he no. puts it in here and there. So the, this special is called uh, Noble Ape. Noble Ape. And he talks a bit about his, his wife recently dealing with a brain tumor and that whole process. And his, it's, it, what I love about him is he and his wife are a team in this. So a That's lot of right. comedians. She's will, an executive producer. Well, yeah, and they work on the material together. Uh, they travel around the world together. He's recently he talks about an international tour they did with their five kids. I, I can't, can't even, believe I that. Can't even imagine. I know he's got some great jokes, and I think one of the greatest things about him as a comedian is is are his jokes have a universality of, up to them. You know, like it could be anybody. Even though if you don't have five kids, the way he explains his jokes or presents his jokes about having five kids, you're right there with him. You've got those five kids, the way he, you know, he explains them. And I I love that about his comedy. And he doesn't have to resort to, you know, swearing or just like just full on. You know, we all know the comedians that just facial expressions and and they're so subtle but so so great so well done some comedians have to feel like they have to take it over the top in order to make their information or their 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 uh their act you know memorable but i think he just has good quality in his material you can tell he puts a lot of work in i like put it together i really like comedy that pushes the boundaries of you know comedy 
in general, like Lenny Bruce. But um, I find that a lot of comedians, that is their thing. They, they take it too far and it just gets old sometimes, you know, like it's just the way that they do it and how crass that they get loses me as a as a listener i noticed that recently with uh well near the end of louis ck louis ck yeah which i mean obviously he's a a a fallen yeah fallen uh comedian now where it's not i don't think he's on many people's radar we used to be big fans but even near the end of it before all of this came out and uh he fell from grace, I guess, uh, when some of the truth of, of how he conducted himself came out. His material was getting repetitive. Yeah, and and he and he was he was pretty crass as well, which I usually don't have a problem with. But yeah, I don't know what it is. But certain certain comedians can go too far, and they lose me. And is that do you find that? Yes. That way, yeah. Yes. I mean, I always appreciate when you watch a, a special where you know that the, the information's been well-researched, well-rehearsed. Yeah. I mean, you, sometimes you feel like it would be more entertaining if it seems off the cuff, but I appreciate the the depth of... Uh, we know. should watch some George Carlin. That's what we should do. Have you seen any oh, of his yeah. specials? I've, oh, yeah. I've seen a yeah. lot. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Making sure. Because he, he is the ultimate, for me anyways, he's one of the ultimate thinkers, comedian. Like you really think about what he says, because uh, he he's t- he talks about a lot of world issues that were happening at his time. Well, he talks about stuff. Yes, just, stuff. You know, I, love, I love I love that bit. The whole Mari uh, series of our episodes. Yeah, he does definitely talk about. Yeah, it. he has a whole whole bit on yeah. stuff. What's your house? Your house is just a place for your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I actually sounded like him a bit there. Yeah, well done. I'm just toot my own horn. <laughs> so. <laughs> Those are a couple of the stand-up comedians that we saw. So Amy Schumer's growing special and then uh, Jim Gaffigan's Noble Ape. Ape. So if you want to check those out, I think it's time well wasted. Another one that we watched is called Dirty John. Dirty John, right. And we thought we watched the wrong one. (laughs) Well, recommendations from our friends came on on this particular one, Dirty John. So Mm -hmm. yes, we... I think our friends were actually watching one that had multiple episodes, so it's the drama It's version. the series, and we watched the documentary. Yeah, which I think was about an hour and a half. So which had a lot of reenactments as well, you know? It did, and, and it was, uh, you know, you got the full story in a short period of time. Apparently, from what I've heard, the drama version is more entertaining, so just... We weren't aware that there were even two versions. No, we, we just started it. watching one. So I guess that's just just a heads up if you if people are talking about Dirty John and you want to check it out, just be aware that there are the two versions and you can decide how much time you want to invest in it. It's an interesting story, though. Yeah, it is. This guy, yeah, he had a I don't know a penchant for just being mean to people <laughs> over did. and over. And we don't want to give you any spoilers no. on it, I guess, but it it really is. It's about a it's somebody who's just really a hustling women just you yeah. know ma- ma- a manipulative person who's trying to find ways to trying to get, get everything that he can out of people yeah you know just, and yeah, just a leech yeah and just the 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 lengths at which he goes to um yeah to get what he wants is is extraordinary so it's it, it is it always fascinates me that people fall for these con I know, artists i know i don't but i i mean people are vulnerable right and oh you know they want to find love they want yeah you know they want to find that so much that they put themselves out there they do and 
so I, I guess you know I guess that's how that happens. It's I I don't know I don't know how it happens either, and it's so easy to just uh, be ignorant and say why didn't that person just get out of that situation? But it it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Once you're in, uh, oftentimes you're in pretty deep, and it's hard it's hard to climb out of that. And this uh, this documentary definitely touches upon that, and it's it's pretty powerful. Truly. It is. And he went on, he did this for years, decades, yeah. well over a decade. So, Dirty uh, John. Dirty John. Check it out. It's interesting. Interesting little uh, insight into this evil, evil human being. Yeah. Uh, another show that we watched was around the Fire Festival. Oh, man. That one was, uh, <laughs> I watched that before you did. And I did. I think I might have told you a bit about it, didn't I? Yeah. Did I so it's a bit? if you're yeah. searching it on Netflix, it's Fire F Y R E, uh, and it's basically what, what's their? I'm just looking at their subtitle: "The Greatest Party That Never Happened." Yeah. No, uh, I, I did. I did event planning for a, a, a large portion of my career. So when Jeff told me about this, I found it just yeah. really fascinating. Oh, just it's yeah. Um, I'm realizing that it's it's as talk talking about these shows. It's hard to talk about them and not spoil the show for people. I'm not I'm not certain exactly how to do that. You well, know? the title the title of it, I guess, is a bit of a spoiler alert in that it's the party that never happened. But uh, well, really, that's, that's what it, in the tagline, though, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so so we're not giving anything away. But really, this Billy McFarlane and he partnered with Ja Rule got together. Yeah. They they were working on an app. That was just really around how to book talent. So they were trying to promote this app, and it would help people book artists, musicians, or whatever they needed for their events. In order to get the word out about their app, they decided to do this fire festival, which is going to be this huge event on a private island, uh, formerly owned by Pablo Escobar. Insane. I don't know if you if, if you've watched Narcos, uh, you'll be familiar with Pablo Escobar as being like the yeah. cocaine. Uh, God from uh, uh, you know uh, days past, but he, he had an island in the in the Bahamas, uh, Norman's Key, I think it was called, and so they had this island as a location for the event. And again, I don't think that this is a spoiler alert. It comes out very early in the episode. A big part of how they promoted it was they got influencers on, right. on social media. Instagram. They had like the. 10 of the top supermodels from around the world go down to do a promotional shoot uh, on this island to promote this future festival and get them to post about it on Instagram. And you, just, can't, you can't blame them. They were just doing their job. They were just doing what they were paid to do, you know? Well, and so they did like a burnt orange square, I think like just a solid orange square on Instagram and they all sort of posted that same thing and then just sort of tagged Fire Festival and and it got to the point that they actually sold out it was ninety five percent of their tickets within forty eight hours. And these weren't cheap tickets. These tickets were going no. for thousands apiece. They were attracting like, you know, the the most er- the elite uh yeah. you know rich people who had money to waste. People in in uh, reality shows, usually. So the whole, <laughs> yeah. and the, and I guess there's several documentaries that exist around this whole uh, fire festival, but there is this one we watched was the uh, Netflix original, and it goes into just the overall planning, or poor planning of the event, and then and what unfolds is really just 
astounding. Yeah, it's something else. It's astounding and that it's it got to well that worth point. watching. And I would I would bet that most of the people listening right now have already seen it. But if you haven't, definitely check it out on Netflix. Yes, I mean it's it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to me that people would spend that much money to go somewhere without having the full detail. I, I, I think because we've done some travel tips episodes and I just want to know every detail of where we're going. I want yeah. to check on flights, accommodations. So the, uh, the fact that people are buying tickets and just blindly uh, going to this festival without any background. And anyways, it is a quite a, it's a trip. SHIT show. It's a, it's a trip for sure. Yeah. And that as well. It's an, it's a, uh, I I just can't believe uh, how badly uh, people were fleeced into going to this thing. And people gave the influencers a hard time for promoting it. But like you said, they were just... They're just doing their job. They get paid to do a job. They do it. It doesn't matter. If they were doing a job to promote a car and the car had a defect or something, it's not the model's or the influencer's fault. That's right. That's a good analogy. And I, th- I actually think I noticed on Instagram uh, in recent months that often when you see an influencer now doing certain posts, they'll identify it as being mm. an ad or paid sponsorship. And I think a lot of that largely came from Fire Festival or, you know, similar incidents where... Changed the game. Yeah, where influencers were being accused of, uh, you know, being liable for products that they were promoting that may not have, you know been legitimate and yeah now if they knowingly went and modeled for this uh festival and knew that it was going to do what it did then they could be liable and they could be responsible in some way for doing this but otherwise if they don't know i mean if you don't if you don't know then you don't know no exactly if you're like you said if you're an actor in a commercial you're not liable because of that product from the the commercial was promoting happens right exactly you have you know absolutely no impact on that so it 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 just is an interesting uh discussion on uh, you know the power of influencers and what their responsibility is to to their followers and to the general public so uh yeah if you haven't watched it yet give it a watch give it give it a yeah and it's actually inspired what our our next episode is going to focus on event planning so I mentioned that I, I do have a strong background in event planning uh, just in my my day job right and I'm going to talk about some tips around event planning everything from people you know something that might be useful if you're just doing uh, an actual wedding to you know or a birthday party to even larger events that might be on a, at a business scale level yeah so we'll go into that in the next episode all right sounds good thank you so much for listening everybody you can find info quench on uh, facebook and instagram everywhere that's right and hop on that netflix guilt free binge away my friends binge, binge away. away it's time well wasted <laughs> goodbye Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.